everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 540. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I am Mako-chan. I'm Ichigogami. I'm Wattspice. And we're back after a bit of a two-week hiatus of a little bit of a chaos and stuff, which we will get into shortly. We are back, and I'm glad that we're back together doing another show because I'm starting to realize, you know, it's, I could go game on a Tuesday when something doesn't happen, when we don't do a stream, but it, it just doesn't feel the same, you know? Know what I'm saying? Anywho, uh-huh. anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? I'm tired. Sleepy. But I have kitties. Yay, kitties. Oh, that means you'll probably be knocked out in like in 15 minutes with those cats. <laughs> and I just realized I forgot to fire up audition, so I'm not recording the audio aspect of the podcast. Whoopsie doodle. Guess somebody is converting our Twitch stream to MP4 later tonight. Oh, I'm already, I'm already doing it. I'm already hitting record. (laughs) So as soon as this is done, I will be ripping, I'll be ripping that. You know, I I kind of realize sometimes when I record audition, the audio quality is slightly better as opposed to what's going out. So it's not by much, but it will work. So, you know. And I'm still kind of salty that um, Twitch is getting rid of the desktop app at the end of the month. What? Yeah, they're they're eliminating the desktop app at the end of the month. Oh, boy. And I'm just like, great. I got enough open tabs as it is. You're going to give me mo- more open tabs? <sighs> you know. Anywho, enough about that. So, anywho... Uh, we are live tonight, week of April 12, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. Uh, you can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 Eastern Time. Um, we're always here at, at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Um, I believe I will be on the channel later this week doing a run of The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, to commemorate the 30th anniversary of the game, which I realized... When I first bought the game, when I when I was wait yeah, um, I finished the game in a month. But it didn't help the fact that I was calling Nintendo like maybe every so often for help. So the goal is to replay this game from muscle memory. So, and I done that with with Metroid Two: The Return of Samus, and. With Samus Returns, even though there's like more areas, I'm still trying to use the original, what I remember from the original game, and just keep going as I play through it. But you know, it is what it is. And also, we're part of the Voice of Geek Network, uh, VogNetwork.com. You can find out more about them at VogNetwork.com. And they also have a channel and they, and they stream here on Twitch. They kick things off on Sunday nights starting at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And you can find them at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. And come through to our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through, 
hang out and we're going to have a little bit of fun. So now we'll go around the room and ask everyone, how was your week? How was your day? Mako-chan. Um, yeah, uh, cats. Sorry. (laughs) (sighs) Um, yeah, not really much of anything. I had my housewarming this weekend, so, uh, People got to come over and see the place. Uh, but other than that, um, basically just continuing my organization of the house and, you know, getting things set up and going through all of my boxes of crap. Because holy crap, I have a lot of shit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, basically. I, I kind of think of that when I look in my storage closet back here, which I now have a, a background, so you really can't see that anymore. So, you know. Wild Spice, how was your week? How was your day? How have you been? I'm good. Um, week, I guess, was just starting to edit photos from ZenkaiCon. Oh, you so... too? Huh? You too? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, it, I got them done. So they're all done. Um, oh, you're done. I haven't even started. <laughs> I got all mine done. So every, all done, sent off to everybody. We did. Um, I'm going to Vegas next week. So I'm getting ready for that. Not just two nights, not anything crazy. Um, and yeah, just living life, vibing. Well, that's good. That's happy. Good. It's getting warm now, so that's good. <laughs> oh, this morning it was like fifty degrees, so I'm wearing my nice cotton hoodie, which fits like a glove in my denim jacket. I leave work. It's like, why is it so damn hot? And I yeah. look, it's like near sixty. I'm just like, huh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch my death out here with the way this weather is. And yeah, I remember a time when I would go to a con, come back. First thing I would do, like that Monday after work, drop in front of the t- in front of the computer, and start hitting those edits, and just start working on them. Oh, we have a show Tuesday night. Fine, I can take a break. Once I'm done editing on Tuesday, get back to work on Wednesday. I between work and getting back, I'm like I have not had a chance to actually attack the photos. What half the videos are done? Oh. <coughs> there you go. Yep. Ichigo, girl. Well, how you? Been? It has been a while. Mm. <laughs> Eighty-four years. <laughs> Eighty-four years. Uh, what were you gonna say, Rama? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. I was just gonna say, girl, where have you been? Child. I know. Um. Yeah. So I've been keeping pretty busy. Um. I've had a lot of commissions and alterations and things like that going on in my neck of the woods. Um. Uh, I didn't end up attending ZenkaiCon just because of what's going on in our world right now. Um, and so I was at home doing lots of sewing work. Um, yeah. And then today I got together with a pod friend, pod friends, and, um, we had a lovely tea time and it was very rejuvenating, very tiring, but very rejuvenating. Um, and I definitely drank a lot of tea and enjoyed a lot of company and it was Mm -hmm. super fun. Uh, yeah. And that's 
pretty much how my weekend day has been. Uh, and tomorrow I will continue the sewing. Oh, we oh, so oh. All right. So uh, my weekend day has been interesting to say the least. So, you know, this past weekend I was at Mako with, with her um, housewarming and pancake party. And there were a lot of pancakes. Mmm, pancakes. But, um, before that, um, I, I don't think I've, I, I don't think I talked about this because this happened after the last episode that we did. So I, I got a call from the agency that I am, that I'm contracting through and they're basically ending my contract in a couple of weeks. Only because the company that I am contracting for is converting me over. So all I'm doing now is just waiting for the paperwork from HR to sign over, and we're golden. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. I just have to find out that doing this show won't be considered a conflict of interest because of the company that I work for. I just want to make sure everything is cool. I don't think it's going to be an issue because I think there are other IT guys who stream. And I and as you all know, I kind of have a rule of you don't talk about work on the show unless it's your own company. Which means this whole podcast could be a shameless uh could be a shameless sponsorship for Ichigo's House of House of Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Whenever I'm doing anything, I don't really talk about work. So yeah. move over, Lady Gaga. There's a new girl in town. New, wait, wait, new person in town. But um, we know that trip to Vegas is just an appearance at like the uh, insert famous mm. <laughs> casino hotel here. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Britney Spears. Wild Spice coming for your life. Yeah, so the Vegas thing is not actually related to work. It's something else I can't talk about, but it's something really cool that okay, <laughs> I she, hope I can talk about soon. <laughs> she, it, it's basically an NDA. I completely understand this. I completely understand this. And Yeah, um, I can't talk about it, unfortunately. And now here's another It's redacted. <laughs> we don't talk about it. But work is awesome, here. and work is letting me go to it because i was like i have this opportunity to go to vegas it's only it's only two nights but i've never been to vegas they're like yeah sure go okay you've got got the time off racked up accrued so why not so yeah so i'm excited hell i just found out that we have we have friday off from work because it's good friday i'm like wait what we do all right oh no fair yeah, well, we don't get Friday off anymore. We well, get it as a floating holiday, so we can use it some other time of the year. Well, the whole company is closed, so there you go. I mean, since I'm still a contractor, I don't get I don't get the the paid day, but you know. Yeah. But I'll get into that just a sec. And the thing is, when I did the whole you know like, talk and so forth, we get we get two weeks mandated time off at the end of the year when the company is closed, and then I found out that. We're also getting the week after the 4th of July off, too. So three awesome. weeks of, of mandated paid vacation that does not count against your accrued time. I mean. There okay. you go. What a funny, funny story. Um, some of y'all probably seen what a server room looks like, which is basically all these computers in a rack and so forth. 
um, at the bottom of the rack sometimes are these battery backups, and they're huge, and they're heavy. So they ordered a, a replacement one. So we were supposed to put it in, but we could not because our battery backup is in two parts. One is the actual backup itself, and the other one is just a shit ton of batteries. So that way, if, we, if I go in to pull the batteries out to replace them, there's a rollover of power, so nothing is lost. So they didn't realize that until after the fact, and then they were like, well, we need the batteries for the backup, and I had said in the call, yeah, I brought them down last week. Oh, we could do that instead. So it took the three of us to put this, the original one back in the box, and I was supposed to do it the next day at 7 o'clock, put in the batteries. But I found out there's still some people on the network, so we couldn't do that. So we waited until Thursday, at 8 o'clock, when basically 95% of the people in the New York office are off the network. So, to replace the batteries, you pull off the front panel, you unscrew two screws, and the panel comes off. I got the first screw off. Couldn't get the second screw, because it was freaking stripped. Run upstairs, I grab another screwdriver that was a little bit more girthy, so I slam it in, and I'm trying to see if I can hit the screw, but it's basically scraping the inner plastic of where it is. So I'm like, yeah, no. So while I was out with Marco, I stopped over at Lowe's, got a screwdriver over the weekend, went back down there yesterday, did it again, couldn't get it in there. So they were like, try the, drill, try the screw extraction kit. Couldn't get it to work. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try it one more time. And I get my second my second phone with the light, so just so I know how to angle the screwdriver in. Got it in there, started turning. I'm like, wait, I think I got something. I was able to pull it out. So tomorrow around eight o'clock, I will be going back downstairs, putting in all of these these brand new batteries. And the thing is, I'm not really complaining about the OT because most of the time I'm just gonna be sitting on my desk going, perusing um tickets and stuff like that which reminds me i forgot to put a ticket in today but i'll take care of it tomorrow it'll just roll over so you know Ooh, cool so that's it for my uh my weekend day now we'll get into a little bit of uh housekeeping um if you haven't noticed um you're going to be seeing something pop up from stream elements about hello fresh we're going to get into that in just uh in just a bit uh i want you to know there's going to be some more commercials throughout the episode. If anything, there may be one or two 30-second commercials throughout the stream, if that. I understand listening to podcasts and then a random commercial just comes up out of nowhere, you know? So, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I totally get that. So, I think because the way I had the recording set for today i'm not going to run a commercial because i don't want to hear it when i go back and do the audio edit but it'll probably pop up in future episodes so if you want to avoid the uh ep the commercials that pop up through uh twitch uh just uh, subscribe you know just just sub you know five bucks will save you a few commercials every month so i don't know about that but i think that's a pretty good deal and let's see let's see what else do we have here and we have our list of upcoming conventions. And as I've said, this list can change at any given time. Um, oh, 
that reminds me, I got to take this convention off the list because that's not happening this year. Delete it. So, anywho, uh, at the end of the month, April 30th to May 1st, is Castle Point Anime Convention um, in Secaucus, New Jersey. We have CloverCon in East Brunswick, New Jersey, May 15th. Uh, ShikariCon, August 20th to the 21st in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Yes, Anime Jam Session will be there. I'm going to see about getting a couple of panels put in. It'll be fun. Um, Pop Cult Anime Convention, August 27th to the 28th, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, 2022 at Oaks, Pennsylvania. And DerpyCon, I believe is October 20, uh, 28th to the 30th in East Brunswick, New Jersey. So, as I've said, these cons will change from time to time based on availability of us, the staffers, and the status of the convention itself. Now, before I get into our Geek Roundtable... I, I have a sponsorship copy to read, so bear with me. <clears throat> Just so you know, this week's episode of Anime Jam Session is sponsored by HelloFresh. Looking for a spring refresh? Try something new. Take your taste buds on a trip and explore different global flavors with your dinner table with HelloFresh. With 50 weekly options, including a rotating selection of items at the HelloFresh market, there are plenty of delicious dishes to choose from no matter the occasion. With HelloFresh, step-by-step recipes are super easy to follow and pre-portioned with ingredients to help cut out prep time so you can get back to getting outside this spring. With HelloFresh, it's so easy to adjust your plan and increase your order, to, order size to help with the meal planning for large groups or to have leftovers for lunch the next day. HelloFresh offers veggie, pescatarian, and fit and wholesome meals to make it easy to stick to your goals. Fit and wholesome recipes that make it easy to eat well without sacrificing flavor. Maintain your goals and feel good about your food choices with HelloFresh. If you would like to join up and subscribe to HelloFresh and get your 16 free meals and 3 free griffs, click on the link down below for that or you can just go to HelloFresh.com and use code, offer code P-O-G-S-E-4569. Again, that is P-O-G-S-E-4569. And you will see the advertisement for this uh, rotate throughout the chat. So we appreciate it and thank you. And y'all are terrible, God damn it! <laughs> hey man, we got to make sure you can say professional. To We're trying to ban a white <laughs> Why do you think I had the paper o- o- over <laughs> the damn? Straight up disappear. <laughs> I, had to, I had to put the paper over the damn webcam so I wouldn't see y'all. So I was cracking up into laughter about this. <laughs> BT Dubs. Yeah. CloverCon is in Bridgewater. Okay. Thank you. I will go ahead and update that right now. And I think I have some anime to donate to that con. Also, have you heard of HelloFresh? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, oh, yes. What is this HelloFresh? You know? Chat, there's a message in chat about HelloFresh. Check yeah. it out. If you want more information about HelloFresh and how to get how to sign up and get your 16 free meals and three free gifts, just click on the link in the chat or the link down below and uh, right right down here below. And now, click that, we, it. now that we got that out of the way, uh, we're going to get into our Geek Roundtable. 
this is the part of the show where we talk about our near, our geekier aspects of our week and stuff that we've been doing. So, Pet your right, cat, Mako. Mako. Yep. I am petting the kitty. <laughs> we need a snoot boop button, too. A what? Boop them snoots. Oh. Boop the snoot. <laughs> Actually, I, I know another streamer, uh, Odyssey Eurobeat. She has something, like, if you do, um, I think if you drop 200 bits or something like that she boops the screen and the thing and the screen comes down and brings her right back up i think it's pretty awesome but i don't think she does it anymore because she's now does vtubing so Boop. i will say unfortunately i am not petting damien he has jumped from the bed but i do have cassie and she is very much enjoying this impromptu pet is she in your lap uh, no, she was on the bed, okay. and then she heard Damien doing something, and now she's gone. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing, old man? Yeah, pretty much. And he's like, go away. Go away. Like yeah, you, pretty much. You basically <laughs> have a lazy cat version of Pixie and Brutus over there. Basically. All right, but anyway. All right, Mako-chan. What are you showing off for us? Because what we see here, we know, but I don't think the younger generation know. <laughs> the youngins. The youngin weebs need to get their edumacation on um, because Xena. Uh, yeah, so as I said the last time we were on, um, I am going through my geek doll collection because I have a lot of shit. Um, um, to briefly interrupt, I did not realize you had that many Sailor Jupiter dolls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and, and I have more somewhere. Oh, God. Because. But wait, well, there's more. There, because what you saw that I had up were just the large dolls. I have a whole collection of the smaller American dolls, too. Mm. Um, I, I have, you know. Uh, the castle set. I have, you know, a bunch of little things like that. But yes, I, I do have um, plenty of Sailor Jupiter uh, stuff as well. But anyway, so last time I was able to show off my Gabrielle doll. So this week we are showing off Xena to go with her. And uh, yeah, so uh, again, one of my big obsessions um, one of the, uh, first, uh, lesbian role models of the times. Plus, you know, Lucy Lawless is freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And from everything I heard, she is just as sweet in real life as she seems. So, yeah. That reminds me of a story. I, I think I saw it on Facebook or Twitter. I think it was some up-and-coming actor or something like that. They met Lucy Lawless and her husband, and you know, and they had a good time or something like that. And she basically told them, next time you're in New Zealand, you know, look us up or something like that. I no, I think it was Neil Gaiman. Yeah, it was Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think he got trapped down there due to the pandemic, and she's like, we have room. Nice. I thought that was pretty awesome. 
Not only that, but she stood up to Herc when he was being a misogynistic ape, but... Oh, yeah. she She's very much, um, as I said, she's, she's very much, you know, for uh, live life and freedom and things like that. So when he was getting very vocal about uh, his religious stance on things uh she basically went back at him and went back at him hard i wish i could so uh that. yeah it, it just goes to show that uh xena kicks hercules's ass well yeah for somebody that's a half god that should tell you something you know well technically in the series um you do find out that uh it is very possible that she also has uh godly beginnings so yeah you know what i now i kind of want to sit down and rewatch that suit both shows because they were cool it's it's very weird to sit and rewatch it um i i, I was in the middle of a rewatch and uh stopped just because i i got into the middle of something else it was very weird to sit down and rewatch that series and try and take it at seriously at all because it is just so much camp I and makes me realize just how much I really, really love the series because it is nothing but camp. That's, you know, that's how I kind of looked at it. I just thought it was just, I just enjoyed it for the adventures more than anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bonds 006, Kevin Serbo putting his foot in his mouth. That's most Republicans anyway, but that's story for another time. All right, Wild Spice, what you got this week? I'm like, I can't find my thing to unmute. Okay, I have to stand up. It's go. my shirt. Oh, yeah? Yes. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, that's a cute shirt. But unfortunately, due to the background, you're you're kind of blending into the background with it. Hold on. <laughs> we'll fix it temporarily. Here we go. Okay. There you go. That's a little better. That's but it is, uh, yeah, it's from, uh, I got it from one of the tables at, uh, Zenkaicon. But it is, of course, Genshin Impact. There's Paimon. And yes, Genshin Trash. Jungling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and at the bottom, it says emergency ration delivery. So there you go. <laughs> All I got to say about Genshin Impact is that when going to cons, seeing the, seeing the, the ladies cosplaying like the same character. It's like I see 15 of one character and I'm like, I figured out the system to see if I took their picture or not. Shoes. I guarantee you all 15 of those cosplayers who are cosplaying the same character will have on a different pair of shoes. And that's how I know if I got their photos or not. <laughs> Cause you know, me and, you know, me and faces, you know, faces don't mean dick to me sometimes unless you've been around me enough where I'm like I know who you are but shoes are easily much more easier to identify so I'm like oh didn't get hit but you know. Ichigo what you got what you working on this week well also for my Genshin trashy fans out there uh, I got pom pom lady I got the opera singer today in my wishes so I'm very nice. excited about that Yay! she's one of my faves um and uh okay I guess uh sewing um Sewing, wait, are you going to behave? Sewing needle power. <laughs> oh, cool. 
I got a, uh, it's a needle minder, so it's just to keep me from putting uh, pins near, anywhere near my mouth and face, which you should never do. If I see you put, putting pins in your mouth, fellow crafters, I will haunt you in your sleep, and I will tell you horrible stories. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's just a really cool needle minder. Um, I always get comments on it now in my stream that it makes me look like a magical girl. A uh, magical maho person, magical person. So I just, I really like it, and I think it's really cute. I've also been slowly but surely upgrading all of my hardware to be purple. Uh, so I have a mechanical keyboard now and a mouse that are both a soft purple. So I'm very excited about it. Wee! And that's that's all my geeky stuff. Nice. What brand are the mouse and keyboard? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Senda is the mouse. Okay. And um, NPET is the keyboard because it's RGB. Okay. Um, send me pictures of it later because if it's similar to the one I have, I'll send you a link to the to the jelly to the jelly. Are you good? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a proper word. I the keycaps. Yeah, the jelly. Yeah, yeah, jelly button keycaps. You know, they're a little bit Ooh. softer, but the way they're designed, they glow a lot more. So. Oh, well, these actually glow pretty well, okay. but uh, we can talk about well, it later. Definitely, definitely. So for future reference, your your new name is um, Magical Senpai Sewing Ichigo. Oh, there we go. That's super cute. I like that. <laughs> okay. So I have um, Game Pass, and, and I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and pay $60 for retail for a game when it's on Game Pass for free. And by the time... It comes out in price. If it's still on the service, I will go ahead and download and play it. And I've come across some really fun games. Now, sometimes what happens is... <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. When a game is leaving the service, you'll get like a real good discount on it. Now, it's far and few, a physical copy of a game is cheaper than what's on Game Pass. So... I've been seeing this game called Chris Tales floating around, and it's like, I've been seeing it on sale a lot, and I'm just like, I can't, I'm not going to drop money unless I get a chance to play it. The game appeared on Game Pass, so I started playing it Saturday, Sunday night. The animation quality is interesting. It's, I think you might like it, because it has like a Victorian theme to it, and it's really cool. And it plays like a typical JRPG. It's pretty fun. I've only played it for two days. So I'm just like, okay, let's see the cost on it. If I buy it through Game Pass, it's $19.99. If you buy it on Switch or, Play or Xbox or PlayStation, it's $10. So I went out and ordered it the, uh, like, like Sunday night. So I'm like, yeah, definitely. And... We are and this is the second um game i've bought that was on on uh, game pass like the first game was uh it, there's also an anime based on it scarlet nexus it's a fun game i caught it on sale for around 30 bucks so i'm like yeah sure why not the game is still sealed on my shelf but i still it's still on game pass for me to play so when that time comes it gets pulled from the service i'll just unwrap the game put it in and be like Let's go. It's a fun action RPG. This plays more like your traditional RPG. So if you like playing Final Fantasy or Dragon Warrior, more Final Fantasy, 
Chris Tales is right up your alley. And this week, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon, so you can't go wrong. So I have it on Switch. I have to play it still. But that was, like, the thing that attracted me to it was the art was, like, really neat. So. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I really didn't find much on the art. So I was like, you know what? It's free. I'm just going to get into it. Why not? All right. Now that we got that out the way, um, again, we, we ran into some issues w- why we have not had our Zenkai Con episode. It'll happen next week. So that, that's the long and short of it. We ran into issues a couple of weeks, and I'm like, you know what? We didn't have a backup plan set up, and, and I did not want to do a show with just two people talking about the con. I just want me, Wild Spice, and Ari, because we were there, you know, and La Chocola, who was just throwing uh, little nooks and crannies of data at us to help us keep the show going. So, you know, it works. So I'd rather have three people instead of two. But, and I said, you know, we're going to kind of be a little more laid back tonight with, uh, with, the, with the topics. We're just going to have fun with it. So, now, now speaking of fun, we're going to talk about what, what happened at, with Anime Next. A part of me wants to really wants to play the Benny Hill theme because that's the only thing that I can tell you. I can, I can describe this. Now, for those of you who have not heard already or your head is under a rock or you don't follow East Coast convention drama, good on you. Basically, there is no anime next 2022 this year in person. There was supposed to be talk of a virtual one, but that didn't happen either. So what happened was, now, there's something my mother always told me. You don't run your business in the streets, meaning you don't tell everybody your business. Never. So what happened was when Anime Next announced there was going to be no convention, they went into detail about what happened. I mean, they really went into detail. To summarize, the Atlantic City Convention Center was not willing to work with them on COVID, their, their COVID procedures and mandates. They Anime Next wanted to make sure everybody was wearing a mask. ACCC didn't want to do that because two reasons. Number one, if you haven't been to the Atlantic City Convention Center, I, it's four floors. Floors two to four is the convention center itself, which is private property. The first floor is considered public property because of the parking lot across the way and the train station right outside. So it's hard for them to enforce the wearing of masks. Secondly, there is a like a music festival that same weekend that I believe that's in the convention center or nearby or something like that and they're not i believe it's nearby thank you nearby and they could not do it they couldn't do it so the pr person for anime next basically for better choice of words shit talk the atlantic city convention center about how they weren't going to help they don't care and this and that now when you when you light a fire that big everybody is going to see it so screenshots were made people ran their mouth it went fucking wildfire 
I didn't even realize it had happened until after the fact. When you go back to their page, all the information was pulled. And basically, um, Atlantic City's Convention Center legal team has stepped in. We can't say anything from this point forward. You see, kids, when you are running a business, there are some things you should say and some things you should not say. This is a prime example of things you should not say. We here at Anime Jam Session do that too. There are sometimes on the, this show, we will talk about why we didn't have a show this week or that week. Sometimes we will not. I will ask everybody before we do the show if they're okay to discuss whatever is going on. If they kind of waver or not feeling it, it will be a blanket statement across because it's nobody's business to know. But if we do talk about what's going on, I will, who, whoever it is, I will let that person talk and let them discuss it. Because if I talk about it and they're there, I may say something incorrectly that could cause a problem and that's something I don't want to do. And this is what happened in the case of Anime Next versus the Atlantic City Convention Center. They spoke out of turn, said things that need not to be said, and here we are. Now, this is not Anime Next's uh, last uh, time in the barrel. If you go on Anime News Network, there are a couple of articles on there of sexual harassment, assault allegations, and a con chair stepping down. It's a, it's a mess. Now, I have this really strong feeling that after all of this is said and done, there will not be an Anime Next 2023. And people are demanding that they go back to Somerset. Well, to those people who want to kind of go back to Somerset, it can't. That, it literally can't. Yeah, that, <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. That's, no longer a, that's no longer a convention center. It is mm -mm. a warehouse for Sixth Avenue Electronics. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure the warehouse would be like, "Oh yeah, come on." No, mm -hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. And someone's like, "Go back to Secaucus." No. If they, if if the con goes back to Secaucus, they are going to need heavy duty soundproofing um curtains that could that are quite expensive. They would also have to big time limit the amount of tickets. Yep. That's a downside with any convention. Mm -hmm. If they then have to move venues is that stuff they have to take into consideration mm -hmm. is like, okay, well, are we going to have to cap our attendance and things like that? And that's also like, for example, when Otakon had to move with, um, the Baltimore Convention Center and things like mm -hmm. that. That's stuff they had to consider too. Is like, well, if we move here, are we going to have to cap attendance and things like that? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's always the Convention Center at Ashbury Park. Great view of the beach, but again, cap the attendance. And the sheer number of attendees that show, come to Anime Next, if they cap it at any of those convention centers, it could basically bankrupt the con. Because it means they'd have to hijack the prices of the tickets. And I've already seen people just lose their proverbial shit over the price of anime NYC tickets. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so the Meadowlands Exposition Center, which is the one in Secaucus, Mm -hmm. is a maximum capacity of 5,000 people at one time. Mm -hmm. That's it. That includes staff, that includes guests, that includes, you know, the staff that the convention uh, has to use, um, the convention center itself. Uh, so they would have to cap it at probably thirty-five to uh, thirty-five hundred to four thousand people. Mm-hmm. And people are going to complain about that too. Mm-hmm. And as Bonzo Blow Six says, "Don't pop up at the mouth cue. You never know how some people will take it." Yes, I would not be surprised if the. I don't think a lawsuit is going to come out of this, but I do believe Anime Nexus parent organization, Universal Animation, is going to be paying a lot of money. Due to what happened here, uh, due to the slander, basically. Now, as they said, they asked people to not share screenshots of the website and what was said. But as my friend Rob Roberts says, once it's on the internet, it is on there forever. So if you yep. Google search Anime Next Atlantic City Convention Center, Oh, trust me, you're going to find screenshots. Yeah, Bob, I saw that too. Anime NYC capped. They sold out their weekend tickets. They still have one day tickets. Yeah, the weekend ticket was 95. Buying individuals will run you about almost like between two and three hundred dollars. And people are mad about that. Well, <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Maybe they should. Maybe Anime NYC should have had more three-day badges. But I'll tell you this right now: they're not releasing anymore. It's going to be capped. It is what it is. And and this reminds me of the shit with Pax East. If I have to take a personal day to get tickets and secure a whole, th- I'm not going to the con. It's not worth it to me. It really isn't. But it is what it is. So. And now that we got that out the way. We are going to get into tonight's stories, and we will be running a little late. So if that happens, a couple of the hosts may bounce off and disappear. It's quite all right. So first thing we're going to talk about is Sailor Moon on Ice. I'm suddenly reminded of the ice capades as a kid, Disney on Ice and stuff like what? that. What? Yes. No. Well, yeah, but oh my God, Disney on Ice. <laughs> so fun thing, like for Disney on Ice, when I was a kid, like. I stopped going to it because for some reason, every time after we went to Disney on ice with my cousins and I, like one of them got sick oh. and then I eventually got sick. And then I'm like, I'm not going to Disney on ice anymore. Cause I feel like every single time we go right afterwards, somebody is sick. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh. All right. Yeah, sorry about that, Wash. I just adjusted my I just adjusted the audio some. Alright. Alright, he's taking this one then. Yep, it's this one's this one's all Ichigo. The uh it's not coming up for me, so Seriously? Yeah, I'm uh, on Hold on, I got you. Right? Right. Oh, you gonna okay. send you gonna hold on. send her the link? Thank I'm gonna you, send Brian. you the link. Yeah, one sec. Hold on. Pay I've no been refreshing and refreshing and refreshing, Pay and no then you follow me the in class. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Attack him by the curtain. There you the, go. The I dropped it in mild. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right. So Sailor Moon's ice show is postponed again until June 2023. Uh, third delay. Oh. 
postpones the ice show by more than one year. Wow. Uh, so the official website for the Sailor Moon franchise announced on Friday that Prism on Ice, the franchise's upcoming ice show, will be postponed by yet another year, and the production is now scheduled to run from June 2nd to 4th, 2023. The ice show was originally slated to run in June 2020, but was delayed by a year to June 2021 due to COVID-19, and then was delayed again to June 2022 due to the ongoing delays. Uh, this latest announcement did not specify the reason for the delay, except to say that while the staff has been have been preparing for the opening, it is difficult to hold the show under the perfect circumstances. Professional figure skater Evgenia Medvedeva, Medvedeva, there we go, is still slated to star in the ice show as Sailor Moon's Usagi Sukino, and. If I'm not mistaken, this is also the one that also showed up mm-hmm. as Sailor Moon when they were. Yep. Per- yeah. They were- yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's, that's who it is. Yeah. 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 The name is very familiar. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh how it is. I'm kind of sad that it's delayed, but I mean, it's better to be safe than put your performers at risk. So Make, makes sense. Yeah. I, makes sense to me. So. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about how Funimation is going the way of the dodo bird. And I and I personally, I didn't like that they did this. I mean, who? Um, yeah, who? Yeah, yeah you, Wild Spice. This is you. Oh, it is? Because there's no names next to me. Oh, shit. There are names next to them on mine. There Same are no way. names next to it on mine. It's okay. I'll do it. All One right. sec. I got it. I had the thing up. I'm just like, I don't see any names. It would not surprise me because I I threw this together like two and a half hours earlier. So it probably didn't have time to properly sync up, but still, you know. That's right. I got the link. All right. So for all of you lovely folks, um, Funimation's YouTube channel has become Crunchyroll Dubs Channel. No, that's not a typo. Um, Crunchyroll announced on Tuesday that Funimation's YouTube channel has become the Crunchyroll Dubs channel. The channel will continue to stream anime clips, trailers, and full episodes of English dubbed anime. The channel will also post a dubbed first episode every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, starting with RE0, starting Life in Another World, on April 9th. Crunchyroll streams English subtitled trailers and content on its Crunchyroll Collections YouTube channel. I think most of us know what Crunchyroll is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Funimation and Crunchyroll announced on March 1st that Funimation and Wakanim's Anime Library and simulcast content have moved to Crunchyroll. Sony's Funimation Global Group completed its acquisition of Crunchyroll from AT&T on August 9th last year. The purchase price was US $1.175 billion and the proceeds were paid in cash at closing. I just imagine lots of briefcases. (laughs) Funimation's home video releases are also becoming listed under Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll and Funimation first announced the acquisition in December 2020 with a purchase price of $1.175 billion. The technology website, the information reported in August 2020 that AT&T offered Crunchyroll to Sony for $1.5 billion and that Sony reportedly balked at the price, which effectively valued the streaming service at US $500 per subscriber. 
entertainment news source Variety reported AT&T was shopping the company to multiple potential buyers aside from Sony Pictures Entertainment at that time. Nikkei Asia later reported that October that Sony was in final negotiations for the Crunchyroll acquisition. At that time, the newspaper reported that Sony could end up spending more than 100 billion yen, which is $957 million. That is crazy. You know, I'm again, I am surprised that that Comcast didn't go, we'll take it, you know? Yeah. I yeah, I mean, they took everything else. I mean, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this shit right the fuck now. If Comcast had acquired Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll would still continue to operate as is, and within six months, the app would be no more. They would mm-hmm. make, they would move everybody over to Peacock. Yep. Yeah. And it would have been a channel on the service. And for five bucks a month, watch all the anime you want with limited commercials. But for $10 a month, you can watch all the anime you want. And yet people would bitch about the price, which I understand. But think about it. For $10 a month, the entire Crunchyroll library, WWE and their library, um, all of the Peacock channels and all that. Plus, there's a dedicated channel to Hell's Kitchen so you can hear George Ramsey uh, curse up a storm. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I think that itself, that itself is worth its weight in gold. And Bonzo Little Six says, Betty, why not the House of Mouse? Because they have Hulu and and the agreements with other companies for anime is fine, you know. And, I, I couldn't see Disney buying and, no, an anime thing either. No. Like, I just couldn't see that. And I think people forget that one time uh, Disney aired Naruto Shippuden on Disney XD. Yeah. Well, Disney, Disney yeah. aired a lot of stuff on Disney XD. Yeah. Yeah, remember they but, had, they had Pokemon for what like one year, two year, and now Pokemon is now they like they a- had a whole they had a whole series for Pokemon. They had the uh, Sun and Moon series, I think. Yep, and where is it now? Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I mean for Disney, I don't feel like that's really a focus of theirs, just because we have their hands in so many other things. So they probably well, probably wasn't if, like, if it ain't Hello a big Kitty, deal to them at all. If it ain't Hello well, Kitty, I mean, do Disney does the Americanized distribution for um, Studio uh, right. Ghibli. Yeah. So, I mean, they do have their hand in it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not your typical anime. Yeah. But on top of that, the animated stuff that they do themselves is based heavily on you know the the various cultural instances of you know different animation styles as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the other thing too is like with how disney plus has been just as a streaming service like why would they want to take on another thing of that right too and like, as, yeah, bob coffee says disney in japan aired love live okay <laughs> you got to understand that's disney japan that that's kind of the norm but you also make a valid point disney plus in the uk and canada shows criminal minds okay i want you to think about that they show criminal minds on those but now that disney Plus has the the Marvel Netflix series. There now is a rating system in the app, so you can see if the kids are watching that or not. 
Me personally, I think if I would I would just kick that over to Hulu, you know, just called it a day, but I totally get it. I will say that Disney Plus is starting to gather anime to itself. Um they're actually going to be releasing a reboot of Black Rock Shooter. Um, they also are doing... Uh, uh, what else are they doing? They're doing the... Um, uh, crap, what the hell? Disney Wonderland? Oh yeah, Twisted Wonderland? Yeah, Twisted Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is an anime, and that will be on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, I mean, they, they are getting some anime, but it's not the typical stuff that you would be thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I know this will never happen, but that moment when Disney announces the Kingdom Hearts anime... Exclusive to Disney Plus, the sheer number of fangirls that are going to subscribe. Mark my words. Yeah, why are we ta- why are we talking about that? Like Kingdom Hearts. We woo. Yeah, so here, um, the sequel to Tatami Galaxy, Tatami Time Machine Blues, that one's coming to Disney Plus. Uh, Black Rock Shooter, Dawn Fall is coming to Disney Plus. Twisted Wonderland is coming to Disney Plus. And Black Pink the Movie, which is a documentary about K-pop girl group, yep. uh, oh. is coming to Disney Plus. I thought they were, I thought they already had one that came out. It was on Netflix or something like that. Probably think it was something else. I don't know, but it does look like they're getting not just from Japan, but it does look like they're getting a lot of um, K-drama, K-pop, things like that as well. So they are taking stuff in. It's just, it's it's independent original content yeah. that they're bringing into themselves. Yeah, it's not Disney. Disney has created this thing. It's Disney presents this thing. Yeah, the only yeah. one that Disney has a hand in in creating is Twisted Wonderland, just because it's based on Disney. Yeah, <laughs> and not for nothing, I can't wait to watch that anime. Down Girl. What? And, and on a side note, you know, the fact fact that one of the heirs of Disney came out as trans which makes the battle between Disney and Governor Ron DeSantis quite interesting you best believe I'm sitting I'm sitting there watching that with my with my popcorn and soda and be like go ahead Florida make your move anywho enough about that let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 yeah, so um, the sequel is doing really, really well. Um, the open, the, the opening weekend. Um, this is as of uh, Sunday, or as of late Sunday. Um, opening weekends, the sequel had already made a hundred and forty-one million dollars. That puts it at the number one video game movie. Um, That would be... uh, So now it goes Sonic 2, Sonic 1, Mm -hmm. and uh, Detective Pikachu. 
So not only was it uh, the best weekend for a video game movie, but it is also the highest grossing opening weekend for a Jim Carrey starring film. Wow. Which, not for nothing, um, considering how many movies Jim Carrey has done, that's got to tell you something. Uh, yeah, so um, the first weekend in North America, Sonic 2 reached 71 million, mm-hmm. combined with 70 million from international territories. That brings us to 141 million. The budget was only 90 million. Oh, they made their so, money back in a weekend. You know Yeah, that. yeah. So um, they're doing really, really, really well. Uh, obviously, uh, for those that, um, you know, are even remotely interested, they've already said that they're doing a third one. Um, that was, they actually said they were doing a third one before the second one even hit theaters. So, you know, they were already expecting this to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, our next thing that we have to look forward to in terms of video game movies and how they do is Mario, which releases December of this year. I'm very skeptical um, given the voice of Mario, Mm -hmm. um, just because it will go against uh, every incarnation and, you know, thought that has previously come from a Mario movie or a TV series or even the live action. So unless, you know, a very obviously fake Italian accent is coming out of Chris Pratt's mouth, um, which I can't see, um, it is going to be a very different take on the character of Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um so we have that to look forward to December, uh, 2022. Uh, they, I believe also have a second, uh, detective Pikachu in the works. Um, so I, I guess we'll see what goes on. I do know that the people behind Sonic would really like to do some sort of crossover, Um, so I guess if we see that Mario does well, granted Mario is all animated as far as I know. Um, so depending on how that plays out, we could have some sort of crossover. Um, just given that, you know, Sonic is all about different worlds and dimensions and crap like that, it could happen. Um, but again, I, I don't know what I think about Mario, but this isn't about Mario. It's about Sonic and Sonic rules. Yes. And I will say, I like how they did the sequel. It it feels like the Sonic movies are still part of the original lore, but yet there's enough in there where it stands out alone. Basically, if you've never read the Sonic comics, you'll still understand the movie. If you've never watched the syndicated or Saturday morning Sonic, you'll still understand the movies. If you've never played the Sonic games where I think it's pulling from the games and from the IDW comic, if you, you'll still understand it just plays so well. But if they do, if the director does get his, if that crossover does happen, 
we will get the Super Smash Brothers Extended Universe. I I think that would be really cool if we could actually get something like that. Um, just because it would have the ability to branch off into various other movies. Um, like, can you imagine a Metroid movie? In whatever, you know, genre or kind of thing that you want to think of, Metroid is very popular right now. You know, having a Metroid movie come out of a crossover like this to start, you know, some sort of series, even if it is, again, on something like Disney Plus or Netflix or something like that, and just doing, uh, I mean, Disney's been doing very well with Marvel TV series and doing a 10 episode, you know, set thing. So you know, for something like this to come out on Netflix or Hulu or Disney plus and just be, you know, five to 10 episodes and really tell the story, you know, they could get this start and do a lot better than DC did trying to do this crap. We don't talk about DC. I thought we didn't talk about Bruno. Him too. And in our last story tonight, we are going to talk about the Dirty Parent Kickstarter that I kickstarted, and I got the two, and I I signed up for the two hundred fifty dollar package, which comes with the shot glasses, which is really cool. So, what's cool is that. So here, here so here's the, the the long and short, more or less. Right Stuff and Nozomi Entertainment announced a Kickstarter to dub the original 1985 anime. So what they announced on this past Friday that it has found the original music and the effects track for the Dirty Pair OVA. So the release is going to have both a new English dub with the original music and effects as well as ADV's original version with its recreated music and effects. So that's kind of cool. I've never watch ADV's version of it, so I'm curious to check out the differences. Now, the original ADV's original dub featured the company's own music and sound effects because the original track had been lost when it first licensed the series in the 90s. The lost music and effects track made it difficult to dub the anime because the Japanese voices were stuck on the existing audio, only existing audio track. Mm. So now because of that, we're, we're going to get a better copy of the Dirty Pair. And I'm all about that. And the original Dirty Pair, Kay and Yuri, will be returning, meaning uh, their dub voice actresses, uh, Pamela Lauer and Jessica Calvello. And I, and I simply cannot wait. And I can tell you this, it, the recording and all that was done back in December, so we just got to be a little patient and just see it come, come a rolling through. So, And uh, for those of you who don't know about Dirty Pair, here is a brief description of the anime. In the 22nd century, mankind may be technologically advanced, but there are still some problems that can only be fixed by a couple of women who won't back down from a fight. These are the adventurers of Kay and Yuri, the two official trouble consultants for the World Welfare Works Association, better known as the WWWA. They use their brains, brawns, and looks to solve any problem. 
They call themselves the Lovely Angels, but because their solutions often result in chaos and mass destruction, the rest of the world has called them the Dirty Pair. For Kay and Yuri, no two missions are ever the same. As the WWWA's top trouble consultants, they take on all sorts of odd jobs, like chasing down treasure in high-tech ruins, fighting off political assassins, and even avenging the death of a plaster statue. In the end, only one thing's for sure. Anything that stands between these two and victory is sure to be destroyed. The Project Kickstarter's page states that Right Stuff and Nozomi will utilize 75% of the funds collected for dubbing, production expenses, acquiring rights clearances, and so forth. The project will use 15% of the funds for materials, media packaging, and utilize 10% for overhead, working capital, fees, royalties, and paying the staffers for doing a great job. If you want to check this series out, you can check it out um, on Retro Crush and Crunchyroll. They started streaming the series back in October. The anime adapts Haruka Takachino's Takachihio's sci-fi comedy novel series of the same name with illustrations by Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. The series began in 1979 and is the 8th novel in the series Dirty Piano Daichi Oyaku shipped in 2018 as the first novel in 11 years. Aside from the TV anime, the novels have inspired a film as well as several video projects, a manga, and American comics. The title duo made their first appearance in 1983's Crusher Joe the movie. And yes, I do have uh, both uh, mon- American mangas done by Adam Warren. Um, I forget the name of one of one of the series, but one was called The Dirty Pair, Fatal But Not Serious. It was a great read. And the character dr- stylings are different, but it's still kind of cool. Alright. And now that we got that out the way, we're going to get into the part of the show that y'all really enjoy more than anything else, uh, meanwhile in Japan. But before we do that, I got to pay some bills. So just so you know, this part of the show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Uh, I'm not going to go into the full spiel because I did it at the top, at the top. but I will say if you're interested in checking out HelloFresh, uh, just go to their website, HelloFresh.com, or click on the link down below here on our page, and you can use offer code POGSE4569, and you get 16 free meals and three free gifts, and I think that's really cool, so definitely check that out, uh, HelloFresh. And it's time for Wild Spice to go to bed. <laughs> All right, Wild Spice. Thank you for joining us tonight. Sweet, sweet, Wild Spice. Thanks for coming in. Yep. All right. I will hopefully see you all next week for Zenkai Con wrap up. Yep. And we'll bring you some extra coffee so you can make it to the end of the show. <laughs> all right. Night. Bye. Behave Bye. yourselves. <laughs> and there goes Wild Spice. I don't, I don't, let's see, can I put this in? All right. Oh, let me fix that. Let me fix that real quick. There we go. It's not game over for Ichigo. It's just game over for Wild Spice. Oh, there we go. And now that we got that out the way, now let's talk about our stories, Meanwhile in Japan. And I'm going to take the last story. Because I'm just greatly amused by it. Uh, Mako, you make your decision and I'll choose after. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'll I'll take the third one. Called it. Okay. Uh, then I will take. I'll take the first one. Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the first one. That's fine. Because yeah, oh, because hmm? I think the second story is, is pretty outlandish for what it is. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> All right, we've been doing this segment for about two years, and now you're saying it's weird. I mean, who? Are, else we've is been normal, doing this right? segment a lot longer than two years. I'm just saying, <laughs> and the fact that you said that's kind of weird. Okay, who are you, and where is the real Ichigo Gami? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know, if we were running our own comedy series, I'm sure it'd be insert strange Benny Hill esque situation mm. going on. However. In Japan, uh, the craziest game show is returning its new series streaming worldwide. So if you've got Prime Video, if you're into Amazon, then then you you got the hookup. And if you have a Prime, uh, you get a free subscription every month. And you could always subscribe to Anime Jam Session. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Takeshi's Castle, Japan's craziest game show, is getting a new series from Amazon Prime Video. The king returns to his castle. For many people, the phrase Japanese game show immediately brings up images of people competing in insane physical challenges, leaping across platforms and dodging projectiles like they've been sucked into a Super Mario game. We can thank Takeshi Kitano, aka Beat Takeshi, for that. Takeshi's Castle, a TV program hosted by none other than Takeshi that debuted in 1986, wasn't the only action variety show of the day. But it was the biggest and boldest, producing unforgettable scenes like whittled down fields of roughly 100 contestants competing to win the week's prize money. The series went off the air in 1990, but now the 75-year-old series, uh, Takeshi is set to return to his castle and restart the series under the working title Fukatsu Fun Takeshi Jo, or Return of Takeshi's Castle, as part of the and as part of the revival. The series will be moving from the original broadcast TBS to Amazon's Prime Video service. The producers are promising even more outrageous events and challenges with scenes that will live up to the lofty legacy of the original series in terms of laughter and excitement. They've also announced that the return of Takeshi's Castle will stream worldwide, and that's a major difference from the original series, which really only gained widespread notoriety in English-speaking regions long after the series had wrapped up in Japan. Uh, making the many overseas fans fight fist. What? Fans fist <laughs> opportunity. I, wow. I, mm. <laughs> what does that even mean? Somebody uh, run that through Grammarly, please. Yeah, someone needs to have an editor. Uh, making overseas fans basically have the opportunity to experience the unique entertainment of Takeshi's Castle in real time with Japanese audiences, which it's a very pop. It, I mean, it's a very. Uh, normal issue in in international entertainment to have not really had a contact with anything in the 80s because anime is the same way um the move from broadcast to streaming also means that you'll be able to replay and replay and replay the inevitable catastrophic failures as many times as your little heart can beat um and it's scheduled to start streaming sometime in 2023 so that's kind of cool i'm excited uh i think that I should be able to watch it. I'm kind of, I, I do enjoy a little bit of a chortle uh, when watching Japanese game shows because it's always kind of ridiculous. Agreed. 
Agreed. Yeah, but that's that's the joy of Japanese game shows. Mm. Well, it's no Sasuke, but you know, hey. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um last month a 40 something year old man was spending the first Saturday night of March in Tokyo's uh, Kabane Park. His quiet evening, though, was suddenly interrupted when two men, neither of whom the man knew or had ever seen before, approached him while one of them shouted, What the hell do you think you're doing to my woman? It was obviously a rhetorical question, but was also an impossible one because the man wasn't talking to, touching, or looking at any woman at the time. He wasn't even interacting with another human being. He was feeding a stray cat. But before the man's brain had time to process the information, the two men switched topics away from feline chivalry and instead demanded, give us your money, and began punching him in the face. After the attackers tore away his drawstring bag, the man ran, but when the muggers realized that the only thing inside was a book of blank pages on which visitors to shrines and temples stamp commemorative seals, and it wasn't of any monetary value, the younger of the two thieves began chasing after him. Luckily, the man did outrun his pursuer and took refuge in a nearby nearby supermarket from where he called the police and reported the crime. Uh, Officers from the Tokyo Police Department arrested a 21-year-old man and his accused 19-year-old accomplice, um, uh, though um, the 21-year-old man is denying any involvement in attack. The 19-year-old has admitted, we did it because we wanted money. In most aspects, it sounds like a pretty straightforward case, except for the what the hell do you think you are doing to my woman in reference to a cat. Um, So a couple of theories that uh, Twitterites have. um, Exclamation, uh, explanation, dude is dating a cat. Maybe his girlfriend was a human woman, but she's been reincarnated as a cat. The cat's two boyfriends have been taken into custody. So the guy is a cat who got cursed and turned into a human, right? Uh, got out. Got to watch out for those tricky cats that can transform into people. Um, and then obviously, uh, people are drawing ridiculous comics um, to figure things out. Um, bearing the supernatural, there really only seems to be two possible explanations. One is that the muggers are, by whatever deluded logic, extremely possessive of one of the strays that lives in the neighborhood. The other and more likely scenario is that shouting, what the hell are you doing to my woman, was a tactic meant to startle the man hmm. enough to keep him from one- running away and also to keep passerby from coming to his aid. Uh, Verbal and physical confrontations are both pretty rare in Japan, but it's also a country where people don't like to stick their noses in other people's personal business. So creating an atmosphere of an argument between someone and the guy he thinks just disrespected his girlfriend would probably cause other people to keep their distance long enough to steal a wallet or bag without any interference. 
the police say another man was recently mugged in the same park by two attackers and are investigating the possibility that the two that they arrested were involved in that incident as well. The cat, meanwhile, is not believed to have been an active participant in either plot, and its romantic status remains unconfirmed. Mm. That was interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I I, I found it when I was uh, going through it that it was a little bit uh, amusing. Um, I, it's just... <laughs> I, I can imagine some very weird otakus uh, demanding what the hell people are doing to uh, their stray cats. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Skype kicked me out. We're fine. Don't it's worry. All good. But, but it, uh, yeah, you went large, uh, small, disappeared, came back. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, Shampoo needs to stop stop starting fights with people. Um, but Yeah, bad cat girl. Bad. Bad. Cat girl. bad. Well, it could be worse. It could have been Nuku Nuku. But anywho... Yes, we're going to get into our very last Meanwhile in Japan story. And it's in regards to that odd alcoholic drink cooler called Zima. Okay? Which is a name I have not had heard in years. It seems that the Japan's supply of Zima is running very low. People are taking cases and selling them online, and the prices are outlandish. Basically, what happened was Molson Coors Japan is closing. It is the company that is responsible for supplying Zima. The last of the shipments were of the clear wine cooler went out in December of last year. But there was still ample stock to remain on the market for a bit. There was also a hint of hope that another distributor could be found in time so that the flow of Zima would not be disrupted. But by late March, <clears throat> excuse me, it would appear that all flavors in both bottles and cans have appeared to be sold out on the Zima store on the Amazon page, but no more coming in sight. As is often with the case when a popular product goes off the market, online resellers will start uh, posting them for auction and flea market apps at increased prices. On the popular app Macari, there are numerous accounts selling bottles and cans of Zima going for 500 yen, which is a little bit over $4 a bottle which is about twice as much as the retail price was, and honestly, it's not even worth that at the retail price. But it's still early, however. As the retail supply begins to shrink, expect prices to go up even further, assuming that there's enough demand between now and whenever those drinks expire. Some accounts appear to be anticipating a rush and are already selling at a huge inflated prices, such as a set of four bottles of Zima going for 9000 999 yen, which equivalents to $82. What's interesting about all of this is that 
it's actually legal to, for people to sell alcohol over an app without some sort of license. According to Macari's guidelines, individuals are permitted to sell alcohol as long as it's a one-time deal. Yep, you sell it, close the account, create a new account, sell another one. In other words, people who acquired alcohol with the intention of personal use, but who no longer wish to consume it themselves, can sell it. However, if a person is found to sell alcohol repeatedly, especially the same type like Zima, then they are considered a liquor retailer and are required to have the proper license to sell through an app. So, that one person that's selling four bottles for just about 10,000 yen is playing it smart since they won't get that many chances to sell that way. It's also a sign that any Zima lovers in Japan aching for one last taste may want to act now before it becomes worth its weight in clear, effervescent gold. And to that, I'm, I can only say this. Zima. Really? Really? Very well then. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's kind of like the people that are like super addicted to like Diet Coke or Coca-Cola here in the U.S. when like there were supply chain issues like it. They straight up went off. Like, I think anytime I would try to go out for groceries during that part of the whole situation, this this season of C-19, um, it was just insane how many, like, cans and, like, especially, like, beer and stuff, too. It, yeah. No, it was weird. It, it, got, it got really intense. Weird is an understatement in something like that. Strange, I take, but weird, not so much. And as Boz006, the Zima must flow. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that, that, that was a good one, Bond. That was a good one. 50 points to you, good sir. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We tell you like it is, what we like and don't like. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we talk about anime, convention reports, convention reviews, cosplay tips and tricks, our ZenkaiCon reports were go should be going up in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. We we do have real-time jobs, so you know how that goes. You can find links to our YouTube videos, links to our Facebook page for cosplay photos and convention coverage, and then some. It's all at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, if you have a podcasting app, just search Anime Jam Session and check out over 500 episodes of our show. Some good, some bad, some chaotic, some fun. It's all good in the end. So any app that you use for podcasts, just search Anime Jam Session and check it out. And if you can, leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our socials. Uh, on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, it's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so that you can be up to date on when we're going live, when we have new articles up, new ep podcast episodes up, when we're going live, and then some. And down below is our tip jar. Uh, you can click on our link for our stream elements or our Ko-Fi and throw us a few bits, a few dollars that way. We really appreciate that. And bits, you can donate bits to us. That's really cool. We appreciate that. And auto hosting. Um, 
if you're not streaming and you're a fan of ours and you follow us, set us for auto-hosting. We really appreciate that. And now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I am going to enjoy sleeping tonight. Mm. Last words, Ichigo. I'm going to peel off my face and fall into a pillow. Good night, y'all. My last words. There's a couple of animes I want to check out, so I'm going to do that. Grab some fruit and call it a night. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode where we'll be talking about Zenkai Khan. It'll be a bit of an extended episode, so kind of strap in and buckle up. It'll be fun. So that is it. End of list. We are getting out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Yeah, Bonds, I know. The desktop app is getting sunset at the end of the month, and I hate it. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night! Yamatene! Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Perfect. That's awesome. We're, that's it. We're getting out of here. See you all next week.